You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Welcome, everybody. We are so glad that you are with us this evening here at Authors Up. I tell you what, we had an exciting Sunday last week, and I am looking for an even more exciting Sunday this week. But first, I want my co-host to be able to tell you hello, and then we'll get started (laughs) with our weekend review. So hello, Victoria. How are you? I am fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show once again. (laughs) <laughs> and Ruth, how are you doing tonight? I am well, and I am glad to be here. I'm glad to be joining everybody for the show. Yes. Well, I tell you what, we're we're looking forward to having a great time tonight, and God has been good to us. And Amen. and uh, we just want to, you know, we want to catch up a little bit. You know, we always like to let you know what's been happening with us from be- from last week to this week. So uh, what about you, Victoria? What's your week been like? The week has been interesting, <laughs> but I was able to get a little R&R. My sister and I took a little trip to Virginia, and we were able to oh, see nice. some um, old friends and catch up. Even in this cold environment, we stayed safe, stayed distant with our mask on, took a couple pictures, but it was just so good to just get away, and sometimes you have to do that. Just take a mental break, which is part of self-care. So uh, I just mm. thank God that I had this opportunity to do that. And I also this week enjoyed inviting people. I just kept inviting people to like our Authors Up page. That, that felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't joined, come on. I might, I might hit you with an invite on Facebook. So come on, enjoy Authors Up page. I think we have over 50 followers so far. Oh, awesome. great. Yes, great. Okay. What about you, Ruth? How was your week? My week was good. It was um, 
Let's see. I'm trying to think if I did anything extraordinary this week. Um, it was a little <laughs> more routine. However, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're still doing the uh, National Novel Writing um, Challenge. Yeah. And um, I've gotten a lot more words down on paper. I mean, I had a day where I was just, I mean, I wrote 3,000 words. That, that, that's think, extraordinary. That is okay, yes, that's extraordinary, yes. <laughs> yes, but it, was, it, it, was, it felt like an accomplishment, like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was good. So, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, my book is not as long as the other one, so I'm coming close to the end of it, but that just, oh, good. I mean, it, it hasn't felt like a chore at all like it has in the past. So I, that's I'm all right. excited about that, yep. That's called, that's called divine downloads right there. <laughs> I tell you what, she was she was over three thousand, and I was I was struggling getting three hundred down. <laughs> okay, I don't even have three thousand on mine yet, but that's all right. That's all right. You know what? I you am, just keep pushing. Mhm. You know, and that's that's what I keep before me, and that's like with so many things, not not just the writing, but. Sometimes we start things and we want to stop in the middle or we want to quit and we think it's just too hard and all of that. But right. I tell you what, when you've got good folks alongside you and they're yes. cheering you on, whether yes. it's 300 words or 3,000 words, I tell you, it makes a big, big difference. So I'm, that's right. I'm looking forward to continuing the writing mm-hmm. journey. And that's that's pretty much all I had uh, going on during the week. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, though, Ruth. Was there something oh, you're fine? else that you wanted to share with us? No, no, that we are good. <laughs> okay, well, ladies, before we get into what we really came for tonight, I want to know what your thoughts were about Act One. Did you? Did oh. anybody have a favorite character? Because you haven't met all the characters yet, but just from Act One, who who's your favorite character so far? You go ahead, Ruth. Go ahead. Well, I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't think I have a favorite character yet. Um, I'm um, anticipating listening to Act Two and just (laughs) hearing the rest of the story, to be honest. And, you know, the the truth is, you know, it it was just, it it was a great experience simply because it brought back memories. You know, Mm -hmm. we're of the generation that actually listened to radio and, Mm -hmm. you know, my grandmother was a, um, she, she was very religious when she was alive, and she would only let us listen to or watch wholesome stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. there was this one Christian program um, she would let us listen to on the radio, and it was called, it was the uh, Pacific Garden Mission, and they would reenact stories from people who came through the mission. And it was just, you know, listening to the cost of compromise just brought back memories of, you know, just listening to the to the radio and I could mm-hmm. hear the, the the music that they would play and the, their introduction. So it it was a it was a good experience. Right. I agree with you. Oh, right. I agree. I agree about being um bringing back memories. We used to listen to uh, family radio, and uh, it was the Adventures of Sparky or something like that. And uh, <laughs> we would just sit around, and every week, what my mother would just make it so exciting. What do you think is going to happen to Sparky? You know, <laughs> and and that that reminded me of this. This reminded me of that as well. So it was just it was just great. I think everybody's doing a phenomenal job. 
And yeah. um, um, I don't know. I, I, I might be with Tina. You're talking about 15 million bucks. I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, just going to watch you for now, Victoria. <laughs> yeah, you watch me, okay? I've got to find out what the cost of compromise means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when we left uh, at the end of Act of One, uh, the narrator was saying so many questions and so many things at stake. So we're not gonna gonna uh, keep you waiting any longer. All right, we are <laughs> All right. To come right in right now with the cost of yes. gifted young ladies who have been part of the community center since it opened. They both admire Tina and want to be like her when they grow up. They are beyond excited whenever Tina has time to spend with them and share her heart about the importance of being who God created you to be. Right now, Ariel is going over her song in preparation for an upcoming showcase while trying to overhear the conversation her friend Michelle is having on her cell phone. Yes. Yes, sir. You really like my picture? Really? I can come by this afternoon. 3 p.m.? Yes. That is great. Okay. Thank you. See you later. Why are you so excited? I just got off the phone with someone from this casting company. He said that he was interested in me because I have a different look. (laughs) <laughs> what look? You look like anybody else. Are you sure that this guy's for real? I mean, do you know how many people get conned out of their money from guys like him? No. How many? Well, I don't know. But you've heard Miss Tina talk about it more than once in her workshop. All they want is your money or even worse, to trick you into doing something not pleasing to God to get you a role. It's called chair casting. Wait, no, casting chair. As Ariel is speaking, Tina walks up behind them and immediately clears up Ariel's confusion about the term while enjoying some authentic hugs. (laughs) I believe you mean casting couch? Yes, that's what it is. (laughs) Casting chair, really? Now that we are all straight on the correct term, could someone tell me what brought this subject up? Ask her, Miss Tina. What's going on, Michelle? Nothing, Miss Tina. Remember when I sent my acting resume to a bunch of different agencies last month? Yes, I remember. Well... I just received a call from one named Peter McAllister. He was extremely impressed by my photo and resume. (laughs) Yeah, he says she has a unique look. That doesn't even sound right. Really? Did he give you specifics on what he was looking for? No, he just said that he was impressed and that he would love to meet with me. 
you told him that you would speak with your mom first, right? I'm sure that my mom will be okay with me meeting him. I told him that I could meet this afternoon. I promise to call my mom in a few minutes. I don't think it's a good idea, Miss Tina. He could be a creep. I agree. Let me have his information so I can look into him and his company. Tina takes the information from Michelle and carefully looks it over. Hmm. I'm not familiar with his name, but I will ask Richard if he knows him. Until then, I don't want you to commit to anything. Yes, ma'am. I'm doing this for your own good, Michelle. If he is legitimate, then he will understand the weight. I will have an answer for you this afternoon. Hopefully, all will be well and you and your mom can go meet with him. Okay. You promised to look into this for me, right? Yes. I can see how excited you are about this potential job lead. I will let you know something as soon as possible. Thank you so much. My mom will definitely say yes, especially knowing that you're looking into it. Of course. That's what I'm here for. Tina begins going over her poetry with Michelle in preparation for the showcase. Other students are working on posters and costumes. Ariel is looking over her music as Richard enters the auditorium finishing up a phone call. He walks towards Tina and the girls. Ariel. How's the song coming along? Pretty good. I just keep trying to hit this one note, but I just can't get it right. Okay, let me hear you. Everyone in the auditorium, including Tina, Richard, and Michelle, stop and give her their undivided attention. Her voice is amazing and sings the song a cappella and Pitch Perfect. Once she is done, everyone begins clapping. Arrow looks surprised and shocked. And you were saying? You hit that note perfectly, Ariel. God has given you this gift, so don't doubt yourself. Ariel, that was beautiful. We can't wait to hear the rest at the showcase. You really think so? Absolutely, sweetheart. I could feel every word the moment you opened your mouth. There is a story behind your voice. It's more than just being able to sing, Ariel. It's about tapping into what has been placed inside of you and then sharing it with those around you. I am so proud of you. Ariel reaches out for Miss Tina's hug, and before you know it, everyone is trying to join in on the moment. All right, all right. Let's save all the mushy stuff for performance night. Everyone begins to laugh and goes back to what they were doing. Richard notices Tina looking impatiently at her watch. She doesn't seem focused, and her attention is definitely divided. I was on the phone with the news and radio station. They will be here to set up the morning of the event. You know this will be our biggest show yet. But, Richard, we really need to get ready to go. Richard's attitude begins to change. Michelle overhears their conversation and immediately approaches Tina. Will you be back, Miss Tina? I won't, Michelle. 
I have a lot of errands to run before heading to a very important meeting. Oh, Miss Tina. But please don't forget about getting some information on Mr. McAllister for me. I spoke with my mom, and we are really looking forward to meeting him. Tina's impatience begins to show in her tone as she grabs her jacket and heads towards the exit. I won't, Michelle. I will speak with Richard, and we'll let you know. Speak to me about what? Are we ready to go? Ignoring him, Tina walks past Richard and out of the auditorium. Not knowing how to respond, Richard waves goodbye to the girls and follows Tina to the waiting car. They get in, and the fireworks begin. You know I am getting tired of the way you are acting. And I'm getting tired of your selfishness and who you are becoming. Who I am becoming? You know what? If you think I am such an awful person, then I have the same question I had before. Why are you still here? Because I care about you, and more importantly, your soul. Don't think that I like what you're about to do. You keep saying that God is with you, but his hand is not in this, no matter how much you try to make it so. I don't need to hear this now. Can we just go, please? As they travel to the appointment, both Tina and Richard find it best to be silent, keeping their thoughts, opinions, and frustrations to themselves. When they arrive at the office of the studio executive, Mr. Richardson, their moods and attitudes are not reflective of two people with the same agenda. Nevertheless, the receptionist, Ms. Price, greets them warmly. Good afternoon, Ms. Monet and Mr. Hampton. How are you all doing today? We are doing great. Thank you so much for asking, Ms. Price. I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with Mr. Robinson. <laughs> oh, yes. He and the rest of the studio have been patiently awaiting your arrival today. You are a hot commodity, young lady. I'll let them know you're here. Thank you, ma'am. Mr. Robinson, Miss Monet, and Mr. Hampton are here to see you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right away. Miss Price hangs up the phone and steps from behind her desk to direct them to Mr. Robinson's office. Anticipating their arrival, Mr. Robinson is already at the door to usher them inside. Richard turns and pleasantly thanks Miss Price. Thank you, Mrs. Price. Well, hello there, Tina. Richard, how are you, my man? I'm well, thank you. Richard shakes Mr. Robinson's already extended hand and takes a seat alongside Tina. Your interview yesterday seems to be all over social media right now. Really? We haven't even gone into production yet, and you've already got this movie all abuzz. Richard begins to shake his head. I don't know what to say. Say yes to doing the movie. Listen. Let's not waste any of your time. As I stated over the phone, we are ready to offer you $15 million to do the film. We will pay you the first $5 million once you sign the contract. Here it is. And the revised copy of the script. Now, of course, you would want your attorney to look it over. When will she have to get the contract back to you? By the end of this week. We will be ready to go into production in two weeks. That won't be a problem. As a matter of fact, I can have it back to you by the end of today. I'm going to see my lawyer as soon as I leave here. 
she will look over it. However, I don't see any reason why she wouldn't advise me to sign it. Everything looks good. That is great. I can't tell you how excited we are to be working with you. This movie is going to put you on top. Having you play the role of Desdemona will get us Oscar nods for sure. That's what I like to hear, Mr. Robinson, because I feel the same way. Wait a minute. Tina, have you read this script? Of course not, Richard. He just handed it to me. I've only read the original script. You know that. Well, then maybe you should read this. Richard hands her the script while pointing out a particular section. She takes it from him and begins to read. It doesn't take her long to discover some unexpected editing. Uh, this, this can't be right. It says that I mocked the Christian faith, and anyone who believes that a man named Jesus Christ ever walked the earth? This wasn't in the original script. Yes, well, we felt that this is an intricate part to your role. It shows who you are and why you react the way you do. Surely there has to be another way to explain why my character lives the way she does. Richard has all he can take. He stands up, ready to go, and takes Tina with him. It's enough that they expect you to portray someone ungodly. Now they are telling you that your character completely denounces Christ? Movie or not, it's wrong. Now hold on. You're making this out to be more than it really is. Tina is an actress. This is what she does. Are you going to tell me that you expect her to turn down any role that goes against what God says? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, you must be willing to ruin and end her career. Tina has been sitting quietly, thinking with her head down until she hears those words. She reaches for Richard's arm and tries, unsuccessfully, to pull him back down to his seat. Richard, please, let's sit down and discuss this. What is there to discuss, Tina? There is no way I can sit here and allow you to do this movie. What kind of message are you sending by doing this film, Tina? Are you telling your fans that it's okay to go against everything that they believe in just to make a book? Well, actually, it's quite a few million bucks, but who's counting? That was the last straw. Richard stands up and makes a move towards Mr. Robinson, but instead holds up his hands and steps back. Tina stands between the two of them. You know what? Richard, calm down. Please, let's sit down and discuss this. Yes, thank you, Tina. Mr. Robinson points and offers Tina the seat she originally held, and she sits back down. Richard also sits, reluctantly. Richard, let me remind you that this is not your decision to make. It's hers. Go ahead, Tina. Let's discuss your future. The only thing you care about, Mr. Robinson, is this movie and how much money and prestige you will get with Tina as your leading lady. You're wrong. I care about Tina's career. This film will make her the highest-paid actress in the industry. Every offer after this will match, if not beat, what we have offered her. So you see, I have her best interest at heart. 
Why don't I step outside for a moment and let you two talk? Tina, what are you going to do? Maybe it's not such a bad idea. I know the Lord, and I'm not going to let any movie take that away from me. Are you kidding me? This is about more than just you. There are millions of people out there that watch you and your behavior, your reactions, everything. They see you as a light, and now you will lead them to darkness. Richard, doing this film will do no such thing. I know who I am. Yes, you are or were the person who represented Christ in all things and in all areas of your life. You can't just put him down and pick him back up when it's convenient for you. Frustrated, Richard walks to the door just as Mr. Robinson returns. Richard, where are you going? I need you here. You don't need me anymore. All you can think about is your precious Oscar. Richard walks out of the office. Tina is left standing in the doorway with Mr. Robinson, who puts his hand on her shoulder and leads her back into the office where they sit and continue the conversation. She hesitates as she watches Richard walk away. It's okay, Tina. You can give the details to Richard later. For right now, let's continue looking over the contract so you can take it to your lawyer. Listen, Tina. Regardless of what Richard may think, I do have your best interest at heart. I knew you were perfect for this part the moment this script came across my desk. I've been watching you for years now, and I know what you're capable of. You are a great actress. But let's be honest, Tina. Who's going to nominate you for playing those safe roles? What do you mean by safe role? What I mean is something not out of your element, staying in your comfort zone. You need to make your mark in this industry, and this film will do that for you. Tina... I can have anyone play this part and possibly earn them an Academy Award. Nonetheless, I selected you. This is your chance of a lifetime. If you don't take it, you will always wonder and think, what if? Atina, did you hear me? For a moment, Mr. Robinson's comment about what if took Tina back to her first audition her first big break when she was just starting out in the industry. She remembers Richard saying to her, what if you don't take this audition? What if this is your big break? What if? Tina! Tina, did you hear me? Um, yes, I heard you. I, I was just thinking. I hope you were thinking that this is too good of an opportunity to give up. Yes, as a matter of fact, I was. I will take the contract to my lawyer so that she can review them. Mr. Robinson gives a sigh of relief while mockingly wiping his brow. Wow, you had me there for a moment, Tina. I thought you were actually going to let a little dialogue change keep you from doing this film. Now we're back on track. Tina moves away, uncomfortable, but smiling to mask her feelings. Yes, well... You don't need to worry about that. Like I said, I will have these papers looked at. When should my lawyer get back to you? Let's see. Uh, how about this evening at 7 p.m.? 
over your celebratory dinner. I'll have some key people there, and you can let Richard and your lawyer know they're welcome to attend. Oh, invite whomever you want. The studio will cover the cost. This is it, Tina. The moment you've been dreaming of all your life. Thank you for the opportunity, Mr. Robinson. I look forward to seeing everyone tonight. Wonderful. My assistant will text you the restaurant information shortly. See you this evening. See you then. Once outside, Tina takes her phone out and tries to call Richard several times. No answer, so she eventually leaves a message. Hello? Richard, listen, I know that you're upset with me, but I need you to understand my point of view. This is an important role for me in my career. Why can't you see that? I need this, and I need you to be here with me. I know that you don't believe that, but it's true. Please call me and let me know that you are okay. Mr. Robinson has invited us to dinner tonight at 7 p.m. I will text you the information. I hope you will be there. I, never mind. Talk with you later. Ariel and Michelle are working hard at the center. They both receive messages and videos from their friends. Michelle, did you see these messages in our group chat? No. This can't be true. There is no way. It has to be true, Michelle. That's Miss Tina, right there. The reporter says she is seriously considering doing a movie with nudity scenes. They both watched the Bobby Bradford interview. Why would she agree to something like this? She's always telling us that we should never have to show our bare skin in order to get a job. There has to be more to the story. Let's wait until we see her and find out. How am I supposed to trust Miss Tina after this? Where is her integrity or her self-respect? Michelle grabs her stuff and takes out her phone as she begins to leave. Michelle, where are you going? To make my own dreams happen. Mr. McAllister, yes. This is Michelle. We spoke earlier. I am able to come by today. Okay, great. Thank you. And I am excited to work with you. With tears in her eyes, Michelle rushes to her car and drives off. Will her emotions take her down a path that she can't recover from? And what about Tina? Will this contract destroy everything she stood for and worked hard to attain? Find out in our next episode of The Cost of Compromise.
folks, these folks, they got something <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, either. That I was not expecting. I was not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us were. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that, that studio executive is, is something else, and I don't know. I don't know. Victoria, that that fifteen million is still looking pretty good in this team. I know it's not that. Tina, 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 what is she gonna do? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I I tell you what, I I am just as excited with the end of this act and getting ready for Act Three next week. We only have two more acts to. Go, mm-hmm. uh, and we will know exactly what happened and what what these characters are doing with the cost of compromise. I know. Oh. What do you think, Michelle? What's going to happen with Michelle? Well, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she, she she's got a journey too. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna pray for her that she'll be safe. That's right. That's right. That we are going to do. That we are going to do. Well, ladies, do you have any closing remarks for us before we uh, close out for the night? Well, I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Be sure to come back for part three next week. Um, And just, you know, if you have any questions, any comments, you know somebody who might want to be featured on the show because we will be interviewing uh, authors again next month. Give us, mm-hmm. shoot us an email at authorsup at gmail.com. And keep those comments coming along. Uh, you know, we'll be announcing another winner for our Blessing Book Library. So, you know, and, and we love to see the, the remarks from the play. And remember to share, too. Tell somebody else about the cost of compromise and what's going on at Authors Up. And go to our Facebook page and like it. Thank you so much for joining us. I tell you what, this is this has been good, man. I'm really, really, yeah. I'm really enjoying this. I hope our listeners are having as much fun as we are because we just really have a good time doing these things. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what is going to happen next week. But listen, yeah. like Victoria said, be sure that you share, invite somebody, like our page. And remember that we are here every Sunday night, and we will be here next Sunday at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Up. Up.